enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. It says in Psalms 136.3, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, we give you thanks. Oh, give thanks unto
He's here already, here is the glory. 
that presence that is ours to live in, to dwell in, as a refuge from the storms of life, as a place, Father, of peace, restoration, rejuvenation, equipment, wisdom, direction, help, and strength. We're grateful for that tonight. We enter into that freely tonight with great thanksgiving and honor. We thank you for your presence, and we thank you, Father, for your plan for each person's life here tonight. We thank you, Father God, for the privilege of being together in your presence. Father God, we thank you for every need that is, that is present, that it will be met tonight. And we thank you, Father, as we reach up, that you meet our reach of faith and that you minister the very thing we come for tonight unto our lives. And Father, we'll not leave this place the same. We'll leave here different, having received what we came for, because no man comes into your presence and is not changed. We thank you for it. We give you all the praise in advance for all the needs met. In Jesus' mighty name, and if you agree, say, Amen, 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 amen. amen. Say, it's mine. That's what the song says. It's mine. What you need tonight is yours. Jesus came to make great provision for us, and uh, it's our job to just say it's mine. Amen? Amen. Greet three or four people around you and tell them it's good to see you. We're glad to have each one of you tonight. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. It's so good to see everyone. Glad to have you here tonight. This is uh, Connect with the Vision. No, this is August. I was almost in September already. August uh, 2023. We're so glad to have everyone here. Praise the Lord. We've been doing these meetings since last uh, September, I believe. And so uh, we, we got a little thing we want to announce tonight. We got some things coming up. But I'm going to let uh, Brother Andre come up here and do some announcements before I come up. But it's good to have everybody. Welcome. Whether you're here for the first time or you've been here a number of times, we greet you. We're glad to have you. And uh, we're, we just want to make sure you know that afterwards we're going to have a little uh, fellowship time right out through these doors and uh, some snacks out there. So... Uh, hang around after the service a little bit, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a chance to get around everybody and get to know you, fellowship, and get to know you a little bit. And uh, so we, we would enjoy that if you have that time tonight. Praise the Lord. So Brother Andre Echols, he and his wife have moved here to help us, and uh, so they're going to continue to be helping. You're going to see them around here a lot, and we're glad about that. So you'll get to know them a little bit better. But Brother Andre, come on up and give us some announcements. You got, you got some things. Hallelujah. 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 Good evening, Spirit of Faith Family Church, Lee Summit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the words of uh, Pastor Ike, let me see your faces there. Let me see the smiles of your faces there. Okay. Good evening. <clears throat> Good evening. I'm excited to be here tonight. Uh, we have a few announcements with you. Um, as Pastor is saying, he's going to be updating some things uh, about the church. But you can stay up to date with things that are going on here in uh, Lee Summit by visiting sofffckc.org. Uh, that would be the, the perfect place for you to find out all the information uh, that's going on, all the updates. Um, you can also sign up to get updates as well. 
Um, those include upcoming coming services, uh, the uh, connect weekends and meetups and things like that. Uh, we have some events that we have that are planned in the future. Uh, and also progress of the new church. And there's some things that are happening. I, I'm t- I tell you what, God is working on some things. And uh, he looked ahead and provided. And we are taking steps of faith. And I am just excited for what he is doing. So, so please do check out that website there to, to get further information there as well. Uh, also, this Sunday, I have a special service. Uh, Pastor Jay is going to be ministering at Grace Family Worship Center uh, in Excelsior Springs. Uh, and Pastors uh, Forster uh, and Brenda Schreier, uh, they are the pastors that are there. And um, that is going to be this Sunday at 10.50 a.m. And uh, here is the address for the church. It is eight, I'm sorry, it is 1816 Kearney Road. Did I say that right? Okay, Kearney Road, uh, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. And uh, you can also get that address on everlyministries.org uh, as well. And if you click schedule, you'll be able to, to see all the information about the meeting also. Um, so we do invite you to that service. Pastor Jay will be ministering there. Uh, there will be no live stream, um, but it is it's going to be a great service. The, the, the word of God is going to be ministered with boldness, great utterance, and uh, we're, just, we're just happy to, to, be a, to be a part of it. So, so praise God. So if you're able to come join, please do. Uh, just a few other announcements here. Uh, we also have a Facebook page for Spirit of Faith Family Church, Kansas City. And uh, we encourage you to, you can, you can uh, check that out as well in addition to um, the, the website. Um, we have information about the progress for the new church on that site as well. We also encourage you to look at the, the gym and the Spirit of Faith Family Church websites, or I'm sorry, Facebook pages, and also the Harvest Christian Daycare uh, Facebook pages as well. And also the uh, Jamberly Ministries YouTube channel. So there's a lot of, a lot of ways to get uh, media and, and praise God for technology because you, you always have access to it uh, uh, 24 hours a day, Anywhere in the world. So, so, uh, so that's a way of, of being in contact there as well. We also have some products at the product table there in the foyer from Pastor Jay and Pastor Debbie. Um, Pastor Jay, or I'm sorry, Pastor Debbie also has some signed books of her book, Divine Healing and Health for Today. And they are still available for free um, while supplies last. So please do, do, uh, get that as well. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, impartations within that book as well. And there, there's also the online bookstore uh, on, uh, at eberlyministries.org. So there's a lot of other materials there that you can purchase also. And, and my wife and I, we just moved from Cedar Rapids, but from our family, because we're all family, and they say hi, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If you ever have time to, you know, come visit Cedar Rapids, please do. Please do. Um, we call it our home. This is our home here as well, but it was, that's always home for us there. Um, but please do come, uh, it, you know, it, see what, what's, what's going on there at Spirit of Faith Family Church in Cedar Rapids as well. And all, you know, it, it's just a great opportunity just to see the seeds has been sown here. So, so, um, so please do, um, please do. If you have a, if you do like to to uh, come visit, you can as well. And then, f- 
following the evening service, we do have the meet and greet reception as Pastor Jay will be there to greet those that are um, learning, wanting to learn more about the church. So, so that's all I have, Pastor. Praise God. Um, my wife is not here this time. She is, uh, she's going to be preaching tomorrow, Saturdays tomorrow, Sunday morning in uh, Cedar Rapids. And then she's catching a plane, and I'm driving, and we're going for a week of vacation in Colorado. I think I, think I sense the anointing, you know. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to do that. But so that's why she's not here. She's got a lot going. But uh, she sends her love and uh, sends, a, sends her greetings to everybody. We want to make just a couple more announcements, and that is that the, we, we in, in Spirit of Faith, Cedar Rapids, we have what we call product of the month. And that means everybody at the church gets, gets a, you know, a product and goes through it together, whether it's a book, sometimes it's an audio recording. And so I just thought we would just go ahead and start letting you know what that is so you can join with us. Uh, the product of the month here is uh, Cedar, in, 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 in Lee Summit, I should say, is uh, our pastor's book called Answer It, Pastor Nancy Dufresne. And uh, she wrote this book about taking control of your thoughts and uh, living in peace. You know, Jesus said whenever he came up to the fig tree, there was no figs on it. And he said, the Bible said, he answered and said unto it. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what, Jesus is our example in all things, and he's our example in answering things that talk to us. Maybe that tree didn't actually say something verbally, we, I'm sure it didn't, but that you could hear audibly with your physical ear, but it did say something to him, and he answered what it said. And so, you, this book talks about that, and, uh, and it gives into a lot of details about Jesus in Luke 4, where the Bible says that uh, Satan kept tempting him. The Bible said, said he kept answering and saying. He, he answered and said. He answered and said. It's important that we not just listen to these harassing things the enemy say into our mind, the thoughts he's bringing to us, but that we answer those thoughts. Because without being answered, they're going to start to hinder us and oppose us and have free course and, and, and accomplish their goal. So this book talks all about that. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites. She's a, a tremendous minister of the word. Has anyone ever heard of Nancy Dufresne? Hold up your hand. You've heard of Nancy Dufresne. She's, she's, uh, she was at our camp meeting. Did anyone watch camp meeting two weeks ago, was it? Oh, man, oh, man. So we had a time in camp meeting. And so, uh, thank God for our pastor. She's, she'll, she'll be here sometime, praise the Lord. <laughs> but I just wanted to let you know that book is available. Isn't it available out there? So you can go out there and get that book after service if you would like to. Another thing I want to make mention of is that, um, that the church, we want to let you know that um, as you know, we've been doing these meetings just to get acquainted with you. You get acquainted with us, kind of ca casting the vision for what we're going to be doing here. And we've been doing this thinking that we would get the church started before this because, um, you know, you've got to get a lot of things in place. You've got to get the building in place and get, and get things established and so forth. So it takes a little time. But um, we have, for, for about, uh, I don't know, four, three or four months, had two different, prop two different locations. One, one is a property. One's a location that uh, we could uh, start in, and both of those just kept, you know, being, they kept saying, well, we're checking into it, we're working, you know, we're just seeing what we could do. Well, one of them was remodeling, and, you know, they, they couldn't take us right away, so um, these were the two, th two places that just seemed good that either one of these could work. 
And um, we, uh, yesterday, well, I started a little bit before that, but yesterday we went to one of them, and it's getting pretty clear that that's where the church is going to start. So we are in negotiations with them to start the regular Sunday morning services. Anybody got a drum roll? We got to need a little drum roll. (laughs) Regular Sunday morning services. We're in negotiations to start doing it. I'm not promising we're going to be able to do it, but the negotiations are starting uh, September 24th. (laughs) Next month. (laughs) So... That would be roughly a month and what, two weeks or not even two weeks uh, from today, September 24th. Now, now you heard me, right? We're in negotiations to do that. Whether we're going to be able to actually get that done, we'll keep you informed. Or you can just keep, keep in contact with us on the, uh, on the uh, you know, Facebook pages and stuff that, you, that Brother Andre was talking about. And so, uh, praise God. Keep on believing God with us. Oh, where is that place? It's... it's <laughs> It's Summit Christian Academy. Summit Christian Academy. Uh, really not real, not real far. It's, it's not, some of you might know where it is, down on Jefferson and, uh, you know, a little south of the 50 Beltway there. And so uh, we're, we're excited about it. They have an auditorium that will seat a couple of hundred. And uh, we're just going to get in there. And, and we're, well, the negotiations have already started. We're already talking to them about, okay, what about this? Because they've got their sound system. Do we bring in our own? You know, what, so there's just a lot of things you can understand we have to work through. So that's all started. And um, one thing that uh, we, we found out yesterday is that their school starts on Wednesday. Is that correct? This coming Wednesday. So how many of you know they're kind of focused on something else right now? <laughs> But, but we're believing God for favor, and then they'll, they'll, they'll get our answers back to us, and we'll be able to work through this, and so forth, and so on. So we're excited about that. We're really excited about it. We have the classrooms there for chil- that we can use for children, um, and uh, all the facilities are there, so forth, and so on. So we're really excited. They just remodeled this area, by the way, and so just, just kind of did a touch-up on it. So it looks nice. And so we'll keep you informed, all right? And Brother Andre started working there. Um, you know, just a few days ago, he's working there at Summit Christian Academy. So uh, we've run into a lot of good people there. We, I met yesterday, I met with the head of school and the, what's his title, Mr. Hessman's title, the assistant secondary, secondary principal and uh, wonderful Christian people, of course, Summit Christian Academy is a Christian school, of course. And then, um, and so, and we're just, we're just finding them to be great great people to work with, and so we're excited. Uh, the atmosphere is great. How many of you know you want a good atmosphere? Yes. And so there's a lot of things, and so um, I just want to make sure you didn't, uh, didn't misunderstand that we're actually absolutely sure we can start then, but we are in negotiations to start then, yes. and uh, we're going to just kind of move them along a little bit if we can. <laughs> well, we want it to work out good for them too, right? So it'll all work out. But I, I can say it's closer now than it ever has been. <laughs> so uh, we're excited, and uh, we're excited to announce that. With that in mind, um, we want to make mention of the fact that if you would like to jump in and start lending a hand, you can imagine there's a lot of things to, to do, especially if we're going to be using a facility where we set up every Sunday morning. Um, you know, set up this, it's a rental place that they use for other things during the week. So we have to set it up, get things organized and so forth. So all that kind of thing takes a few help in hands. If you would like to get involved and start doing that, we would appreciate you just letting us know. And uh, we'd be glad to, glad to find a place for you to help out a little bit. 
So uh, we'll, we'll get you, if, if you would, there's applications out here in the foyer for helps applications. And what that does, it just lets us know, you know, uh, your contact information so we know how to get a hold of you and, you know, what areas that you would like to help in and so forth and so on. And so those things are all um, back, the, the applications back there. It's out there on the, on the table. Is that correct? So, um, and then what will happen then is you can uh, turn that into us and we'll be able to contact you and let you know uh, what, what, what we, we, can, we can get together. So um, I'm sure all of us have things in our heart that we would like to do along certain lines, but how many of you know starting a church, you just kind of start out by doing whatever is to do, you know? <laughs> so we'll get to those things that you might be particularly graced at, you know, and so forth. But uh, so let's just kind of all jump in and uh, help out a little bit. So if you do have any questions, ask uh, Teresa. This is Teresa Britcher right here. She's our administrator up in Cedar Rapids, and uh, she'll be able to get more information to you. All right? All right. I think that's about it. Oh, one other thing. Um, people have asked us, what about giving? And, and, and believe me, people have been giving already. Uh, we haven't been receiving offerings in these meetings, but um, if you would like to give, there are envelopes right over there. And uh, there's, a, there's a several uh, electronic ways you can give. You can text to give. Do we have, we don't have any of the screens up tonight, but um, there's a, a text to give option. We do have handouts. The ushers, I believe, you can get all the information. If you want to learn how to text to give or if you want to learn how to uh, give by the website or a mobile app that we have all set up, all that information's in the, in the you know, cards there where the ushers have. You can raise your hand, get one of those. So praise God. Um, the church in Cedar Rapids received, uh, God just put it on my heart back in September, was, was that September of last year, put it on my heart to receive an offering from the congregation and do a one-time, just uh, give a one-time offering and uh, have the people pray about it and whatever God had put in their heart to give. And uh, the church there, uh, just in what, less than an hour, gave $200,000 towards planning this, planning this church. And so we've been just using those funds to come and do these meetings and so forth and so on. And I think there's still 107, still like 100, 150 or 175, I'd have to look. But it's um, still there in the account. We bought a whole sound system and all these things up here, and, and, uh, but they keep on giving up there. So you can get in, get in with them if you'd like, but that's the reason we're not receiving. We just wanted to come and, and sow our lives and sow our, 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 our time into you and, and let you know what's available. Praise the Lord. All right. Are you ready to get into the Word tonight? Um, if you brought your Bible, I'd like to go to a, a passage of Scripture tonight that has really um, blessed my life tremendously. Um, you know, I come here, um, you can go to John chapter number 14. I come to these meetings and I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that go through my heart and mind that I would like to share because we're endeavoring to just kind of give people a little bit of an idea of some of the foundational things the church is built, the church will be built on and so forth, um, the truths of God's Word, um, some of the things that our ministry is strong in and what we emphasize and so forth and so on. Um, and, you know, you get a lot of things going through your heart and mind when you come to a meeting like this because you only got one, at one roughly one, one hour, one service, and uh, you can't cover a lot, so... But one thing we've always endeavored to do in, in the, our ministry, my wife and I's ministry, is uh, give people what we call sheep food. And you might say, what's sheep food? Well, sheep food's 
not, let me tell you what sheep food's not, first of all. Sheep food is not something, woo, woo, oh, oh, it's wonderful, but you can't go home and put it to practice. You can't do anything with it. Um, Sheep food is something that you can take right now, apply it to your life, and get benefits out of it. You can get good results out of it. Something that'll help you change your life. And uh, it's not, you know, wonderful, wonderful, but how do I do it? Um, so that's the one thing we endeavor to always do is feed, feed the people sheep food because uh, God's people are sheep. The Bible calls us sheep, doesn't it? And so um, that's what I want to do tonight is give you some sheep food and um, give you some things. I, I want to share a little bit of my testimony because of, you know, when you have, all of us, when we came out of the, the world, came out of sin, came out of the kingdom of darkness... We were all bound by something. First of all, we were bound by sin. (laughs) But we came out of sin and there was some other things hanging on us. You know, fleshly bondages, of course, a lot of that's sin. But I'm talking about habits and and, uh, wrong thought patterns and uh, tormented minds and sickness in their body or whatever. Just a lot of things. You know, because the kingdom, that's all stuff from the kingdom of darkness. Remember, Lazarus was raised from the dead as a type of the new birth. Jesus raised him from the dead, and, and he was raised from the dead, but he still had grave clothes on. Yeah. Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Yeah. And that's the way we are. We come out of the kingdom of darkness. We're born again. We're new on the inside. We're new creations and everything. But sometimes there's still some things ba- wrapped around us on the outside. The new man's brand new, but the outside still got some things wrapped. There's still got some things. We're wrapped up in some things. And uh, thank God we're saved, and we, if we were to die right then, we'd still go to heaven. That's right. That's right. Isn't that right? Yeah. But yet, right on the other hand, maybe not living free in every area like God wants us to. Um, so, but anyway, um, you know, we, uh, we uh, in my testimony, I want to share a little bit of my testimony tonight, um, just because um, when I came into the things of God, I got saved as a child. I think I was 10 years old. Yeah, I was. In fact, now that I think about it, 10 years old. I went to church, grew up in a denominational church, good church. They preached the new birth and so forth, and I appreciated them, still appreciate them. And, uh, but they, uh, but they uh, I, I, I was saved, but I, didn't, uh, I was tormented and bound in my mind. I, I had a lot of mental vexation, a lot of oppression, if you know what I mean by oppression, and a lot of just vexing thoughts. So, and it got so bad that it felt like somebody had an iron vice around my head or something and they kept cranking it tighter and tighter. I mean, it was torment, uh, harassing and tormenting thoughts, uh, hard to sleep, vexation of mind. And uh, that's, that's really one of the main things I was bound with. And uh, I'm telling you, it kept getting worse and worse. And uh, as I, and then God, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, thank God. Started, uh, you know, understanding some more things in the Word of God. And, and I began to come out of some of the traditions of some, some circles of Christianity and come more into the knowledge of what the, Word actually, the Bible actually says. And as I did that, I started seeing that there was freedom for my bondage, the, the thought life. And I was so thankful to find that out. Um, and uh, so, but I began, to, uh, I began to seek God about how to be free from that because I started realizing the Bible had a lot to say about it. 
Jesus, if you look at his ministry when he walked the earth, he ministered to the sick, he ministered to the, to the bound and so forth. And the Bible said he ministered to them that were vexed with torments. There's a number of scriptures that talk about that. It says it different ways in different places. And uh, I started realizing that there was help for me. Uh, isn't that good news? I don't have to live this way anymore, but I just got to find out how to, how to walk in the light of this. And so I began to seek God, and uh, as I began to seek God, He began to deal with me about some of the things I want to, I want to talk to you about tonight, because it has become very, very, these truths have become very, very precious to us. And uh, as a result of receiving the, the light of the Word of God, and uh, God being merciful on me, <laughs> and uh, helping me, I, I've been able to walk free from all of that. I don't live in that torment and that vexation anymore. It's been a long time since that, that has tried to even get on to me. And anytime it does, I know what to do because I know how I got it off of me the first time. Amen. Amen. And not only that, with me, it's not good enough to be free. I got to go tell other people about it. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I enjoy about what I do is I get to help other people. And so uh, we've seen in, in our lives in ministry, we've seen a lot of folks. I'm thinking of one right now. One man came, he was uh, on, came to our church in Cedar Rapids, I should say. He was on 17 medications. Now, what was he on medications for? Really, if you just analyze it, it was the same thing I was dealing with. It was torment, vexation, and couldn't sleep, and busy mind, and couldn't shut his mind down, and so forth and so on. And the doctors pretty much, well, the doctors are trying to help. They're good people, you know. They're not against us. But so they have to admit sometimes they don't have the answer. And so, uh, but these things were, you know, the, you know, in some of these cases, the, in their world, the uh, medicine's almost worse than the cure. I mean, I mean the, the, than the condition. The cure is worse than the condition is what I'm trying to say. Um, not because the doctors aren't trying to help. It's just that, you know, man's <laughs> methods aren't, aren't God's methods. <laughs> but, so, uh, but this young man, I'm thinking of this one young man, and, and this, we've seen this over and over. Uh, we've seen uh, many, many people in our congregation come off a lot of this kind of medications and stuff. Uh, this man eventually came off all 17 of those medications, and he was completely free. You know, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear but power. Love, and what's that last one? Sound mind, sound mind. God's Word has a lot to say. I discovered, to my utter amazement, had a lot to say about my mind. Now, you know, we're not talking about mind science. Uh, we're not talking about, uh, you know, other, there's, there's things that, you know, cults get into concerning the mind. Uh, we're not talking about any of that. We're just talking about what the Bible says about the mind. Um, anything that the Bible says about the mind, I'm interested in it. Anything that man has to say to me, I want to see if that's what the Bible really says. Amen. But the Bible does talk about the mind. Uh, Isaiah 26.3, I believe it is, says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Mind is stayed on thee. Can I go ahead and preach tonight? And I realized that was one of the first verses I got a hold of. Wait a minute. I've got to keep my mind. Yes. I, I, I never had thought about what I thought about. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I, I realize I, that I have to, I'm supposed to keep my mind on something. Right. 
but I'd never thought about what I'm thinking about. Well, that was my big problem. My mind was opened through ignorance of the word. My mind, unknowingly, the, the devil had taken advantage of my lack of knowledge and had gotten in through my uncontrolled thought life. So I had to learn that, and I had to learn that I had it, that it was my mind. It was not the devil's mind. I could think on what I want to think on. Apparently, I can because he said, whose mind is stayed on thee. That's not God's responsibility. That's my responsibility. Amen. Now, here in John 14 is a verse that uh, I got a hold of. John 14, verse number 27. Remember this verse. Some of you remember it. Jesus said this before he left. Peace I leave with you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Peace I leave with you. He said, my peace I give unto you. Well, when I, read my, when, when I read Jesus saying my peace, I think of the time that he was in the boat and the storm was happening. And right in the middle of the storm, he's sleeping. Now that's peace. I mean, storms, I mean, he's not only in a storm in a, in a house where it's, it's, it's not moving. He's in a storm in a boat that's going like this. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> And he's just back in the back cutting Z's. Yes. Come on. <laughs> That's peace. Yes. I mean, not troubled about that whatsoever. The disciples had to wake him up. The storm didn't wake him up. He didn't wake, he didn't wake up tripping out either. He said, why are you so fearful? <laughs> Where's your faith? That's peace. That's walking in a measure of peace that, that is it's just supernatural. But he said, I'm giving that peace, that kind of peace to you. Got stuff going on in life? This is the way you can live. You can live in this kind of peace. And a lot of that has to do with peace in your thought life. We know we have peace with God in our spirits. We know that, that we're, our, our spirits are at peace with God because of the new birth. But, but God wants that peace to be in our minds, in our thought life as well. In other words, not troubled, not anxious, not fearful, not worked up. Not panic attacks, not racing thoughts, but peace. Praise the Lord. So uh, he said this, this verse, he got a hold of this verse those years ago. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. The world has, you know, okay, in order to have peace, you got to have everything. All your, all your circumstances are all just right. But he said, no, I'll give you peace right in the middle of your circumstances. Let not, then said, he said, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So um, God's provision, notice he said, peace, I'm going to leave this with you. Now the Amplified says, the Amplified Classic, I'm going to bequeath this to you. You know, that's an inheritance term. That's like go, go to, when grandma dies, go to the reading of the will and find out what she left for you kind of thing. Jesus bequeathed. This is our inheritance yes. in Christ. Peace. Yes. Peace in our minds. Yes. Praise God. That's our inheritance. I bequeath it to you. So this belongs to every one of God's children. Jesus in, well, uh, Isaiah wrote about Jesus in Isaiah 53. And remember what he said? He said, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Then he said, the chastisement of our peace. The chastisement of our peace, what? Was upon him. In other words, 
Jesus took our sin on the cross. We know he took our sin on the cross, but he also took our torment and our vexation. Whatever Whatever comes to our mind to chastise our mind, we're redeemed from it. We're just as redeemed from that as we are from sin. And then he ended it up by his stripes, we or you are healed. Amen. So that's threefold redemption. Redemption for the spirit, redemption for the soul and the mind, and redemption for the body. And that's, I'm going to preach to you that second part tonight. There's all three, but we're going to get into that second part. So Jesus said, I'm leaving that with you. My peace I give unto you. Now, so... But he said, he said, I'm leaving it for you. But then he ended up that passage said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be, a, be, be afraid. And so you can, see, you can see two sides to this coin here. There's the side of what Jesus provided. And then there's the side of our responsibility. You, you see that. He said, I'm doing this. I'm leaving you peace. I'm bequeathing it to you. It's, I'm leaving it. I'm giving it to you in redemption. Yes. It's part of the work of redemption. Yes. It belongs to you. Yes. You can live in peace. Yes. Yes. You know, that ought to be something that's, that's a, a mark of Christians. Yes. They're not troubled and worried and pulling their hair out about whatever's going on in the, in their, on their job, on their, you know, in their family, in the economy, in the government, in whatever. They're not, they're not fretting or having any anxiety about anything. You know, you do this properly, people will think that you don't even know that you have, it, have troubles going on. <laughs> we can walk in that kind of peace. So, but he said, he said, I'm leaving that with you. But then he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your, so that's, that, that's responsibility on our side, isn't it? So what we see then is the provision of it doesn't equal our experience of it. That's a key point tonight. I want you to get that. That God's provision of, of a thing doesn't automatically equal our experience of it. There's something that we, we need to learn in order to cooperate with God in what he offers. And that's what the Lord taught me regarding what I was bound with. Uh, my side of it. He taught me his side of it, what he had provided for me, but then he also taught me my side of it. And see, uh, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember how the Amplified says it. Uh, Stop allowing. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and afraid. Well, there's things then that if, if we're troubled, it's because we're allowing it. Not because we're not redeemed from it but because we're allowing it by something that we've got to learn to do or not doing something we've got to learn to do. Sometimes people will say, and I've met uh, people with this kind of thinking and I've endeavored to help them, and they'll say, uh, why won't God give me peace? And I'll take them to a verse like this and say, well, he already has. And then you read Colossians where it says, I think it's 3.15 there or 16, which one of those? He said, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let it rule. Let it rule. Sometimes people say, why won't God give me peace? And I'll just kindly, as kindly as I can, I'll say, why don't you let it rule? 
It's not that God hasn't given it. It's that you and I have a responsibility in letting this rule us. Well, now what that means is what we think on. Because a lot of times we lose our peace because of what we're thinking on. And that's what, that's what he began to teach me about my thought life. Like I said from Isaiah uh, 26.3. Did I quote that verse? Is that the right reference? Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. I mean, the, the Greek, um, excuse me, the Hebrew actually says peace, peace. I mean, that's a double layer. You know what I'm talking about? A Sunday with some stuff on top's good, but a Sunday with two layers of stuff on top. Oh, yeah, that's my kind of Sunday. <laughs> peace, peace. You want some caramel on that, that ice cream? Yeah. How about caramel, caramel? Yeah. <laughs> so peace, peace. Peace, peace. I leave with you. Uh, peace, peace, whose mind has stayed on thee. So... Um, This church will be strong on preaching the provision of God's side, but also preach man's responsibility. And uh, I want to share a little bit of both sides with you. I'm sharing a little bit of what God's side is here now. But but a good minister will tell people both sides. It won't just say, this is what God has provided, and then not tell us how to enter into it. What, what, what do I need to do not to get this, not to earn it because it's already provided by grace, not to earn it, but to cooperate with God working this into our lives. There is a cooperation. Uh, there's a manward side and a Godward side to everything. And we want to learn how to cooperate with that. So we want to do our part. It's not earning something, but a big part of us not letting our heart be troubled is learning not to take troubled thoughts. Now, in Matthew 6.31, let's go there. <clears throat> Matthew 6.31, Jesus is, th- this statement is made throughout Matthew 6 in several places. It's in actually in verse number 25. It's in verse number uh, 27, verse number 28, <laughs> uh, 20, uh, 34. But, but we're going to read verse number uh, 31. Jesus is speaking, Matthew 6.31, Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall, wherewithal shall we be clothed? After all these things do the Gentiles seek. Your heavenly Father knows you have need of all these things. And then the famous verse, seek first the kingdom of God. We know that. And, and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. But I wanted you to see here that statement. Jesus said, take no thought saying. Right. Now listen to that language, take no thought yeah. saying. He mentioned that in several verses throughout that passage. Don't take thought by from the enemy now you can see the context here is worry isn't it worrying about where we're going to get the money for the bills he said what are we going to eat what are we going to drink that's another way of us saying where are we going to get the money for the bills how are we going to get that need met you know big insurance payments come or big tax bills come or big something and if you're not careful you can take that into your mind and continue to turn that over and begin to worry about it Worry to the believer is contraband goods. <laughs> the devil would love to turn you into his pack mule, carrying around his contraband goods. Uh, we, can, we can cast off. The Bible said, uh, casting all your care upon him. He cares for you. We can, we can cast that off. We can live a worry-free life. That's part of our inheritance. Living free from worry. Yes. 
If you do this correctly, people will think, well, bless their darling heart. They don't even realize they've got things happening in their life. Oh, you realize it all right. You're just not taking the care of it. You ought to try it. It's wonderful. (laughs) Well, what am I supposed to do if I can't worry? Do the word. (laughs) Do the word. Cast it over on him and let him take care of it. Praise God. Then go fishing. No. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So, but Jesus said that. Look at that. Look at that term. I think it's important. Take no thought. Take no thought saying. And, you know, that's how you take it a lot of times. Whenever the thought comes. Now, now, let's back up. Notice he didn't say these thoughts will never come. He didn't say that. He said he's basically saying they will come. But watch what you watch what you do with it when it right. comes. Right. Thoughts of worry, yeah. thoughts of fear, yes. thoughts of anxiety, yes. thoughts of condemnation. Yes. You could go on and on. Thoughts that I'm going to lose my house. Thoughts that I'm going to I'm going to die because the doctor said I only have so long to live or something like that. And the devil can plant thoughts. See, thoughts are worth, thoughts are thoughts have sources. Some thoughts can come from God. Some thoughts can come from the enemy. Some thoughts are not God or the enemy. I mean, when you're driving and you see the stoplight turning yellow and and the thought comes to you, you better stop. That's not God or the enemy. That's just something in the natural realm. Right? 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 We're revelating tonight, aren't we? (laughs) But but I want you to know some thoughts can come from the enemy. Worry and fear and doubt and unbelief and thoughts of hatred towards somebody else. Thoughts of unforgiveness, thoughts of, thoughts of condemnation, thoughts of offense, all those things. There's many, many things in the Bible. Suggestions to or thoughts, I'm going to go commit this sin or something like that. Those are things that come from the enemy. And what we do with them is what God's talking about or Jesus is talking about when he said, take no thought, say. There's certain thoughts that you're not to take. That doesn't mean they won't come. He said, what you do with it when it comes is what I'm talking to you about. Like Brother Hagin said, uh, Kenneth E. Hagin, we came up under him in Ram Bible Training Center, and Brother Hagin said, you can't keep thought. He said, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can sure keep them from building a nest in your hair. (laughs) Pastor Schreier, that's not hard at all. (laughs) But you get the principle, don't you? You can sure keep them. What does that mean? You can keep them from landing on your head and just just building a nest. Now, what is he talking about? He's talking about you can't keep thoughts from coming to your mind, but he said you can sure keep from taking it and and, and turning it over in your own mind. It'll come, but Jesus said when it comes, don't take the wrong thoughts. Now, if you're not going to take thoughts from what the devil says, now, somebody says, well, how do I know if it's God or the devil? Well, God's not bringing you thoughts of worry and anxiety and fear. He's bringing you thoughts of faith and reminding you of his word and his care for you and his, what, redeem, what you're redeemed from and so forth and so on. That's the Holy Ghost ministry. But, but the enemy will bring you thoughts. How can you tell if it's the enemy? If it's worry, fear, doubt, yeah. hatred, yeah. offense, yeah. unforgiveness, yeah. anything that is forbidden in Scripture, yes. it's not from God. And you can identify it by those things. And so when they come, Jesus said, what you, what, when that come, he didn't say it won't come. He said, when it comes, don't take it. That means don't take it into your thought life, turn it over, and think it after the devil. 
if you're not going to do that, if you're going to take thoughts from what the devil says or your circumstances, because how many of you know he'll take your circumstances and try to talk to you through them? That's what happened at the fig tree. Jesus went up to get something to eat, the Bible says. He went up and there was nothing but there was nothing but leaves. The time of figs wasn't yet. Now they say it's supposed to have figs because of the certain season and the leaves, but there wasn't any figs. And so the fig tree, the Bible said Jesus answered, that's in, in, in Mark 11, verse number uh, 20, no, verse number 12, Jesus answered and said unto it, answered, answered, yeah. answered, you don't answer unless something talks to you. Now, he didn't talk to him. You couldn't hear it with his, Jesus didn't hear that with his physical ear. But you think about it. You think about your situations in life. Have you ever looked at something and it talked to you? Yeah. I don't mean it verbally talked to you. I mean thoughts came. You ever looked at your checkbook and and the thought came, I'm not going to have enough to pay my bills this month. Did your checkbook open a, open a mouth and say something? No. But, but when you looked at it and your attention went on it, a thought came. That's what happened to Jesus at the fig tree. What was the thought? We don't know. The Bible didn't record what the thought was. But he answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter. Now, he had come for something to eat. So it's possible it said you're not going to get anything to eat today. Jesus answered it and cursed it. So Jesus is teaching us to answer things. Now, in Luke 4, Satan came. We know if he had, Jesus was tempted 40 days. And, and, but we have record of three of the temptations. And, uh, the, you know, the, those temptations, every time the Bible says, Jesus answered and said unto yes. Satan, yes. it is written. Every time right. it is written. So if you're going to answer it, what are you going to answer it with? What is, what is written. This is how to live free from mental oppression. This is how I walked out of mental oppression. This is how I went from torment to peace. And I'm living it and, and I'm living in it today. This learning to do this will close the door to the enemy. Do you know the enemy is targeting people's thought lives? That's one of his targets in, in every believer's life is our thought life. He's after our thoughts. He wants to plant his thoughts in our minds and get us to think them after him. Now, he doesn't want you to know it's him. He wants to hide. Because if you don't recognize it's him, if it's unrecognized, his activity will be unopposed. But when you recognize it's him, you know, everybody that is taking the thoughts of the enemy is not, uh, you know, doesn't look tormented. They might look fairly normal, but they're just harassed in their minds. Uh, and, and, and a person that takes the thought of the enemy doesn't need, especially Christians, doesn't need the devil cast out of them. You understand, we're not talking about that tonight. Do I believe in that? Yeah, we've done that. But what I'm talking about is the responsibility of every believer to discipline their thought life, to control their thought life. And I'm telling you, it'll, it'll bear much fruit for those who do it. Now, we've seen person after person, um, like I said, who, who's learned these things that we're teaching you tonight and, uh, and, and began to practice what the Word of God says. 
and uh, just, just all the torments and anxieties that they were on medications for just started fading away, and they just started coming off the medication, and, they, and the doctors even said, well, you don't even need this anymore. Right. Somebody said, are these things, these uh, people that are uh, tormented and so forth, are these things spiritual or, or are they physical? Because they have, doctors can see maybe chemical imbalances in people's brains and so forth. Wh- which one is it? Well, it's both. Yeah. It's both. I believe the spiritual affects the physical. In other words, it'll start altering your whatever, hormonal balances or whatever they say, the chemicals in people's brain. The Bible says in Romans 8, to be carnally minded is death. It opens the door. Death is a term for the the work of the enemy. It opens the door to the work. I believe that people's physical, chemical balances in their brain can be changed by taking God's thoughts that minister peace to them and, 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 and thinking them after God's thoughts. And it can also be changed by taking the enemy's thoughts and worrying and fearing and fretting until their chemicals are imbalanced and then it becomes a physical problem. I, don't, I never had any tests done on my brain, but I'm sure it's different than it was. <laughs> Some scientists have even found that. They, they, they found that you can recreate neuron paths in your brain, the physical brain, and, 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 and recreate emotional feelings and stuff. And so, praise the Lord. Um, we can learn a lot about this. Now, um, let's just think of some verses. Remember I said the Bible talks a lot about the mind? 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down. Now, people, people stop there and they, they, get, they form an opinion of where that stronghold is. But keep on reading, you'll get more understanding. Uh, casting down, or excuse me, uh, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then he said, casting down imaginations. All right, so first we got strongholds, second imaginations. And then he said, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Say that, knowledge of God. Then bringing into captivity every what? thought to the obedience of Christ. So, we've got strongholds, imaginations, and thoughts. Really, they start, the the way these things start in somebody's life is down on the bottom, the thoughts. Thoughts that are not uh, brought into captivity, that's another way of saying arrest, arrest them. That's another way said Jesus said, don't take it. Don't take the thought. In other words, you answered that thought with the word. You just arrested Satan's thought and you kicked it out because you, you, you took God's thought and answered what God's, yes. God's yes. word says. Yes. So thoughts that are not taken captive cause a man to develop imaginations. And imaginations that are not cast down opens the door to strongholds. Now, the thoughts are in the mind, the imaginations are in the mind, and the strongholds are also in the mind. Uh, Are there strongholds in the heavenlies? I I believe so. But I I don't know about you, but if you you and I just deal with this, it doesn't matter that they're up there. We'll be free in our lives (laughs) because they'll have no control over us. Because you know how they get control of people? Christians, I'm talking about Christians. The devil already got sinners. I'm talking about Christians. You know how he gets control of Christians? He cannot control a Christian unless they yield to him in their body or their mind. 
You know we're a three-part being? The part of us that's born again is our, our spirit man. But the body and the mind are still able to contact this world where Satan's God. I didn't say he's our God. I'm saying we can contact this world where he is God. We can get some help tonight. We're listening, right? And if we'll turn over our thoughts to, to, to the, a lot of times, I'm going to be bold here, a lot of times the way most people think. Uh, and just go along with the flow. Remember, remember the Bible said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. What? By the renewing of your minds. Without being in the flow of transformation through renewing the mind, you are automatically in the flow of conformity. Because there's no, there's, no, there's no medium ground. It's one or the other. Either you're in the, in the process of getting your mind renewed with the Word of God, transforming it, yeah. taking thoughts captive, taking God's thoughts and, and replacing the devil's thoughts and your own thoughts with God's thoughts and thinking God's thoughts after Him. Either you and I are doing that or we're in the flow of conformity. It's like, it's like a, a dead fish floating downstream. Any old dead fish, fish can float downstream. But it takes a live one to go upstream. There's a flow all around us in this world going certain directions. They have certain ways of thinking. And without, without constantly washing our minds in the water of the Word, we'll be going just along with the world. It's called conformity. But I realized whenever I found out what I was doing, I realized I've got to transform, be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And, and how do you renew the mind? Well, think about how you renew an old piece of furniture or an old car. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the psalmist said, uh, you know, thou restorest my soul. Yeah. That's the soul is the mind, will, and emotions. God's saying that our soul needs restored. And Romans 2 says, 12, 2 says it needs to be uh, renewed. In other words, sin had an effect on that part of our being. And it needs to be restored needs to be renewed. You renew a, 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 you know, an old piece of furniture or an old car, you know, 1953 that's kind of gotten all messed up, uh, Chevy, you know, or something, and you take it into your garage and you strip it all down and you start restoring that thing. I mean, you get all the dents out of it. You put the, you, you, you smooth it all down. You sand that thing till your arms are so sore you look like Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you get the paint out and you put on it and you put a brand new, you know, big block in there and you go ahead and you put those wheels on there and you, and that thing's restored. You're taking it back to where it was. Maybe you took it even beyond where it was because that thing didn't have a big engine like that. <laughs> Woo, glory. That's God's flow for your life. That's God's flow for your mind, your will, and your emotions restoration, transformation. A lot of times those guys, they even bring those, those restoration, those vehicles they restore, they bring them back to even better than they were. And that's the way God can do for you. you, you before you were all messed up in your mind in the world, you, you had some sanity, <laughs> right? But God will bring you back to where you were and even take you further. Praise God. I did it. I'm preaching myself happy. All right, so then 2 Corinthians 11, chapter number 3. But what I want you to see there in 2 Corinthians 10 is that, uh, that there's, there's a war on for your mind. Notice that the weapons of our warfare. warfare. There's a war on for your mind. 
Okay, 2 Corinthians 11, 3. Paul's speaking to the church at Corinth. He said, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your what? Underline that. Should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So notice the word mind and notice the word corrupted. So there is a, there is, you can see some things here. There is a war on for your mind to corrupt it. And let me tell you what's happening if you're not renewing it. It's being corrupted. Just by being in the atmosphere. It's like, and we don't experience this much anymore because of the new laws so much, you know, you can't really go into restaurants where people can't go into restaurants and smoke like they used to. But you ever, anybody old enough to remember when you went into restaurants and, and, and people could smoke in there? Yeah. I mean, you come out of there smelling like smoke. Did you smoke? No. But you come out of there smelling like smoke. Why? Because it's just in the atmosphere. And that's the way just walking through this life is. It's just in the atmosphere all around you. Wrong thinking. The Bible talks about in 2 Peter chapter number 2, I believe it's verse number 20, 2022, something like that. He talks about the pollution of this world. This world is polluted, and there's a lot of people that think a lot of things that aren't right. Yeah, that aren't right. And, and, and you just, by, by, by reason of just being around them, you come out smelling like, your thinking comes out smelling like they're thinking. It, it, I found it is a constant uh, uh, you have to put constant positive effort towards keeping your thinking right or else your thinking will get off. Right. I'm talking about my own thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to say, you, you have to, uh, remember back there in 2 Corinthians, it talks about in chapter number 10, it talked about uh, bringing every th- thought into captivity. Isn't that right? Yeah. Captivity. That's like arresting it. Yeah. Yeah. So you need, to, you need to arrest thoughts that come to your mind. You need to, like the Lord said to me one time, every mind needs a bouncer by the doors. You're checking for, you know, like a bouncer at a party or something. They want to see, did you get an invitation to come to this party or whatever? So you got to produce that. And that's, they're they're there at that door to stop just anybody from coming in. And so that, your mind needs a bouncer at the door. And what I mean by that is you need to check every thought that comes to it and say, uh, before you come in, Scripture and verse, please. Where's that in the Word? Yeah. You need to arrest it if it's not in line with the Word. Say, you can't be in. Get out. Answer it. And when you think of a policeman arresting somebody, you can think of it that way. Or um, I think of it this way as as you ever been at maybe a, a construction site or something, they got that tape around it. That, that, or, or maybe a crime scene or something. They got that tape around it. And uh, it's, it's, it's like, especially crime scenes, you cross that tape and they'll arrest you. Because yes. right. they don't want that evidence being tampered with. Right. So, so, you know, <clears throat> whenever thoughts are trying to cross, the, your mind needs to have that tape around it. Yes. Yes. And when thoughts try to cross it, you, you say, wait a minute, where's your, where's your identification? Are you in the police right. force? What, yeah. what are you doing here? That's right. right. That's right. That's yeah. And if it's not, you, you arrest it. That's yes. right. Say, so you're under arrest for trespassing on a mind that's being renovated by the Word of God. And you just have to be that disciplined about yes. it. And uh, you can be that disciplined. Jesus said, don't take certain thoughts. 
And so every now and then, it'd be good for you to sneak up on yourself and see what you're thinking about. (laughs) Amen. So those are just some verses. There's a lot of verses. But um, Jesus, and we see this in uh, Mark 11, we see this in Luke 4, Jesus talked to these things. He answered and said, my, I remember whenever we, my wife and I first got married, I, like I said, my, I realized where I, was, uh, where I was tormented and what had opened the door to it. And so I had begun to learn to take thoughts captive and, uh, not, and, and answer them. And I had, I had the practice of doing it out loud because it brought it right out into the open yeah. to where I was fully conscious of what the devil was saying. And I made the devil real conscious that I knew it. Yeah. You don't fight thoughts with thoughts. You. you fight yeah. thoughts with words. Right. Right. You, the devil will outwhip you just trying to outthink him. Oh, this is, the, if, I can't tell you how precious these truths are to me. You're looking at a man who used to be bound and, and, and these truths set me free. So learn to just, don't, don't do like, you know, just try to fight thoughts with thoughts. Jesus didn't fight it with thoughts. He answered and said. He, he spoke every time. He spoke it out loud. He spoke yeah. it out loud. So I had gotten into the practice. I'd seen that and got into the practice of doing that. Well, my wife and I got married, and uh, we were sitting at the dinner table one night eating, and I was just not, and I was just, you know, nobody was saying much. We were both just sitting there eating, and uh, at least for a time. And so uh, I remember some strange, I don't remember what the thought was now. I don't, I don't recall what the thought was, but it came to my mind, and I had gotten into the habit of doing this. So, uh, so I'm sitting there, and that thought came to me. You know, thoughts can come to you while you're doing other things. You can be working on whatever. You're working at your job and, and sitting there worrying about your finances. Yeah, you can do that. And, and that's what I was doing. I was eating, and something, some thought came to me about something else. And I write out loud. I didn't even think about it. I'm used to being by myself. Now I'm married. Right out loud, I said, shut up in the name of Jesus. And I started... Then I realized what I did. I said, oh, no, sorry, honey, not you. (laughs) She looked at me like. (laughs) That's what you got to do. You got to learn to do that. Anybody getting any help tonight? But Jesus spoke to these things. If you would have been by Jesus that day, he's standing there by that fig tree and talking to the tree, you might have been tempted to say, I never met the man today in my life. I don't know. Talking to things, talking to things. He talked to trees. He talked to dead men. He talked to wind and waves. Yeah, he did. He talked to fevers. Do they hear? Well, let's, let's, let's answer that question. He spoke to the tree. It died. Must have hurt him. He spoke to the fever. It left. Must have hurt him. He spoke to the wind and waves. It stopped. Must have hurt him. Right? Yes. You know something else he spoke to? He spoke to thoughts. Yes. And he spoke to temptations. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Right out loud. Yeah. If you'd have been there, you might think, I never knew him a day in my life. <laughs> never, never. Because you think he's not, not no. But see, he, he, he knows something. And we need to get a hold of what he knew. I'm getting my help tonight. But here's the thing I want you to see. Jesus didn't just ignore these things and hope they go away. He didn't just say, well, I'm not going to think that. No, it's good not to think wrong thoughts. But he didn't just say that. He answered it. He said something out loud. What did he say? It is written. 
These things will not go away unless they are opposed with the Word of God. You have the right, whenever the thought comes, says, I'm not going to get my, you're not going to get your bills paid this month. You have the right to say, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. <laughs> Listen, and you don't have to be living under that worry and torment about where am I going to get the money? You're going to just keep on saying that my God shall supply all my needs. Praise God, it's freedom. And so don't think that you're doing something wrong because these thoughts come to you. These thoughts come to everybody. And, and uh, if, if you did something wrong because it came to you, then Jesus did something wrong because these thoughts came to him. They, he was tempted in the fourth chapter of Luke. He was tempted. Now, somebody said, that, that, well, that was the devil tempting him. Well, the Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are. Does the devil appear to you? Well, then if he's tempted like as we are, he didn't appear to Jesus. He didn't appear. In other words, there was a thought that came to him. That's, cast yourself off the pinnacle of the temple. That was a thought that came to him. That's how Satan comes. Don't wait for some being to show up in your living room with a red pajama suit, a pitchfork, and a, and a, and a porked tail and says, hi, I'm the devil, before you go, oh, I'm going to resist this. Resist thoughts. Thoughts are sometimes from the, from the enemy. Hallelujah. So don't ignore it. Speak to it. Answer it. You might want to warn people around you like I had to, but answer it. And some of these things, people, some people might not understand. Like at work, you're working with people that aren't Christians. Maybe go in the bathroom and something and say, Satan, I command you in the name of Jesus to be quiet. It's written in the Word of God, and I answer you with what God's Word says. So you can't keep these thoughts from coming, but you can sure say no thank you when they come. It's like a salesman coming to your door. You knock, 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 trying to, I don't even hardly do that anymore. But anyway, it used to, you know, come to your door. You, you, just because he came to your door doesn't mean you open it. Well, he came to my door. I guess I have to open the door and let him come in. No, it's your, your, that's your realm of authority. That's your realm of authority. You can say, no, thank you, close the door. That's the way you do with the devil. You can say, no, thank you, and answer him and close the door. Because your mind is your realm of authority. Oh, I'm so glad I came tonight. Yes. We're talking about dominion tonight, really. Yes. This is really walking in dominion. If you can walk in dominion in your thought life, you can control your words. You can control the outcome of your life. And by the way, the realm of confession, we teach, we teach speaking what the Word of God says, as you can see. But, but the realm of confession has more to it than sometimes we think. The psalmist David said, said I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. Isn't that right? And so you can say, you can answer things that the enemy says and speak to him. Or you can say of the Lord. Like he said, I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. So learn to use words in different directions. You're not walking in the full realm of faith until you've learned to talk to thoughts. You're not really walking in the full scope of the faith life God has for you. Uh, don't just learn to talk to God. Yes, we talk to God. Prayer is talking to God. Learn to talk to God. But don't just learn to talk to God. Learn to talk to the enemy. And I'm not talking about holding a conversation with him. 
I'm talking about taking what God says and say, it's written. You get behind me now and you quote what God's word says. Amen. So thoughts that are not brought into captivity become uh, imaginations. And the imaginations that are not cast down, are, they become strongholds. And strongholds begin to take your life the direction that God, Satan wants you, them, them to take. And so, um, my, 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 we're running out of time. Um, so just because the thought came doesn't mean that you took it. That doesn't mean. It's what you do when it comes. So don't let the enemy accuse you, uh, because here's what he'll do if you, if you uh, aren't on to him. He'll bring a thought and put it in, in your mind, and then he'll come over on this side and accuse you for having the thought. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll put a thought, uh, some, some unkind thought in your mind or unclean thought in your mind, and then he'll come over here and say, well, if you were really a Christian, you wouldn't have thoughts like that. Well, he was the joker that brought the thought. Yeah, right. It wasn't your thought. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't claim thoughts that didn't originate with you. But he'll try to get you to take the thought and say, and try to accuse you for having it. It'd be like me having brother, come up here, brother Andre. It'd be like me talking to brother Andre and just having a good conversation. And while he's not watching, I mean, he, maybe he looks over there and I just stick a bag of marijuana in that pocket right there. And then I can continue talking to him, and I say, what is that, Brother Andre? And I pull it out, it's marijuana. Well, if you were really a man of God, you wouldn't be carrying marijuana. Well, it wasn't him. It was me that put it there. Thank you. (laughs) That's the way the devil does. He puts things in your mind and then accuses you of of thinking that thought. It wasn't your thought. Don't take it as your thought. Say, that's not my thought. That's your thought. I'm taking God's thoughts. That's my thoughts. Glory be to God. So it's, it's important that we learn to do this. So faith doesn't mean that you don't talk. To, listen to this. Faith doesn't mean that things don't talk to you. It means that you talk to them. Just because you're walking by faith doesn't mean you'll not have these things talk to you. You'll have fear talk to you. You'll have unbelief talk to you. You'll have condemnation talk to you. These things will come. That doesn't mean you're not in faith. Sometimes people say, well, if I was really in faith, I wouldn't have these thoughts coming to me. No, it doesn't mean they won't come. It, it doesn't mean they don't talk to you. It means that you'll talk to it. Yes. Yes. That's, what, that's what faith means. Yes. Amen. Well, what if I don't know what the Word says? Well, you're at a disadvantage because that's the weapons of your warfare. Remember, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So get, get, get to a place. Get to a church. Get to a place where you're, you're getting the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. Right. Not some feel-good sermons. Come on. Come on. Not three Thank quoting you. Grandma and Abraham Lincoln and, on, and, and so, so said and so and so said. What did the Word of God say? Yes. Yes. So because the enemy doesn't listen to what Grandma said. All right now. Come on. Jesus didn't say what Grandma said. He said, it is written. Yes. So that's, that's, the, that's the importance of a local church. And so Jesus didn't just, uh, he didn't just uh, make, he just didn't try to fight it with his mind. He he answered it. And so are you getting anything tonight? This transformation will bring you out, this doing this will bring you out of oppression and torment. There's a Psalm 23, 5, we'll wrap this up. Psalm 23, 5 says, God, uh, we we take this Psalm, we love the Psalm uh, 23, right? He said, one of the things he said is, he anoints my head with oil. Oil is a type of the anointing. 
oil. Oil is a type of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And um, I didn't understand what that meant for years because, you know, this is a, this is a uh, psalm. You know, it starts out, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and so forth. And he talks about sheep lying down in green pastures. And he's, it's, a, it's an applicable passage to us, and Jesus is our shepherd, right? And so one of the things our shepherd does for us is he anoints our head with oil. Now, I didn't understand that for years. I, you know, I just, you know, you can read past things because if, you, if you're not a shepherd, you don't own sheep and you don't, you don't know what it is. So, so I read that and I was like, okay, great. But I had no idea what it was, what it was talking about. But then I did some study on it and I found out that uh, in that day, I, I guess they still do some things like this, I don't know, but in that day, flies would try to uh, go up into the sheep's nasal passage or sometimes into the ears and try to work their way into the brain cavity and lay their larvae in there. And their larvae would hatch and start crawling around in their brain. And it would make the sheep, it would make, it make them go crazy. You could understand. And so the sheep would start butting their head against something or a rock or something or they'd start butting the other sheep. And so um, to uh, keep that from happening, they formulated this oil that had a scent to it, maybe out of herbs or something. I don't know what it was made out of, but it had some kind of odor to it that flies didn't like. And they would anoint the sheep's head with that oil. And so that would keep the flies from getting up, you know, flying up there because they'd fly up there and wouldn't like the smell and fly away. When I, when I heard that, I'm like, whoo, yes, Jesus, anoint my head with oil. Yes. Are you getting the picture of that? Yes. Oh, my, 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 my. And so, you know, there's things that, that Satan tries to get into our minds. He tries to get thoughts in our minds, and whenever it gets in there, if we don't answer it right, it makes us start acting different. I mean, we start butting our head against things, and we start, we start acting crazy if, if it continues to go on. And so Satan will bombard your mind with thoughts. He'll try to get things in there so they can start crawling around and make you, make you act different. And now you're going to be harassed. You're going to lose your peace. You're going to be lashing out at people. You're going to be doing things that normally you wouldn't do. But see, you're under that attack of the enemy. That's what the Lord, when I, when I saw that, I learned some things about how to keep my own life free because the Word of God is the anointing oil. The Word of God, the Word of God is anointed, and it'll keep me from going crazy. You're looking at a man that would be in a padded cell today if it wasn't for the Word of God. Woo, man, I'm glad I've got the Word. But anyway, I, I also, when I saw this, I started realizing, wait a minute. Now I can have compassion on people that act out, lash out. You know, there's a lot of that in our culture right now where they're, they're, they're just on the edge and any little thing just sets them off and people are irritated and agitated and worked up and they don't have peace. When I saw this, I realized I can have much more compassion on people because they're doing this because something just keeps harassing their mind. And rather than be angry when they lash out, I can in compassion have, have compassion on them because I know what they're going through. I've been through it. How many of you can understand that? And that could change our approach to some of these people. When they cut us off in traffic, have you ever, you ever, you ever had been cut off in traffic and for no reason at all somebody's mad at you and you're just driving? I mean, just, what did I do? 
And you realize, when you realize some of these things, you realize they're under the pressure of circumstances. The devil's just pressuring them, pressuring them, pressuring them, and they're acting out of that. And uh, if you know anything about it, you can be greatly compassionate on them. Amen. Amen. Well, did you get any help tonight? I personally uh, wish I had more time to get into some of these things, but um, I'll just wrap it up by saying there was a man uh, that we, we, I knew of him. He was related to some people in our church. He uh, was in the Vietnam War and saw many horrific things uh, uh, in that war. Many things that, to be honest, most pe- people should not have to go through. Right. Saw things, uh, watched other things happen, and uh, he came back from the war like some others that was uh, quite uh, tormented. And uh, this particular man was a relative of a couple of people in our church. And uh, the f- people in our church kept talking to him about the Lord and ministering to him. And he fa- finally, he eventually got saved. He received Jesus into his life. But that's as far as he went. Thank God he made heaven. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to get anything, make heaven, you know. Yeah. But how many of you know there's a lot more God has for us? Yeah. Well, this particular man, that's as far as he went. He never started working, you know, doing anything with the Word to renew his mind. And, and he was, he was uh, traumatized. He, was, uh, he, he lived in, I think he was on some medications. I'm not sure all the details. But, you know, they, they, they try to help those people. Um, anyway, he, eventually he passed on. And, and uh, the family wasn't exactly sure he had received Jesus because they weren't sure if, they just, if he just did it to get them off their case, you know. But, but anyway... Um, uh, one of the relatives, I don't think, a couple weeks later or whatever it was, a few months later or whatever, had a dream. And in the dream, he saw this particular relative sitting on the couch where uh, he had died in his home. And uh, they saw him die and saw him go up and uh, ascend up to heaven. And his face became radiant and glorious. And they realized he made it. He made it. But um, what was very interesting was this relative, whenever he first came up off the couch, he had, the, the, the man that had the dream saw like a mask on his face. He just thought it was a mask in the dream, talking about the dream. And the mask began to, as, he, as he died and then began to go up. That's the spirit man going up. And that mask began to fall away. And a light came on his face and his face lit up and the glory of God hit his face. And he was thrilled that he's entering into the presence of God. But that mask began to fall away. And, and at first, the, the man that saw the dream, he, he saw the mask fall away, and it was, it was, it, he just thought it was a mask. He said, but when it began to fall away, he said he began to realize, wait a minute, he's looking at it a little closer. That mask has like little hands and little feet. And he saw them moving, and he realized that's a demon. That thing that had been oppressing him. And as that thing fell away, that, that mass fell away. He began to, in the dream, he began to be able to see the backside of it because it began to fall away gradually and his, it's turning towards him. And he began to see the backside of that. It was like a mass, but it was a demon. And on the backside, there was a TV screen playing. And the TV screen was playing reruns of all the things that had happened in Vietnam. All the things that since Vietnam, even when he came back to the United States, all the wrongs that people had done to him, just on loop, just going over and over and over and over and over again. That's why he was so oppressed in his mind. Do you know, thank God he's free today because he's in heaven. But do you know you don't have to wait to go to heaven to be free from that? You say, is that, is that anything scriptural? Yeah, the devil is an imitator. We know that. He imitates God. 
I'm almost done. This is just, I got to get this out. He imitates God. And what does God's Word say? We beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into His image from glory to glory. The devil said, I see how God works. I'm going to use that principle, but I'm going to use it against man. And that's what he does. He, he, he runs just things. He, he, he plays videos, so to speak. And he says, watch this. You remember what they did to you? Yeah, I'm so mad at them. And just plays it on loop. Keeps you all worked up, and it begins to torment your soul, vex and oppress your soul. There's freedom from that. There's freedom from that. Let's stand to our feet. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for answers. We thank you, Father God, for what you did for us in Christ, the redemption that we have, the work that you did, Jesus, to take the chastisement of our peace upon yourself. Jesus, we're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. Thank you for the work of redemption. Thank you, Father, for the providing of it. Thank you for teaching us tonight our side, uh, teaching us about our own thought life and what we're thinking on. Father God, tonight we have an opportunity to make some adjustments. Lord, all of us sometimes have to do this. We take this opportunity, whatever it is you're dealing with us individually about tonight. It might be thoughts of offense and how somebody's done us wrong, some sort of unforgiveness. Father, whatever it is, or thoughts of past sins, thoughts that God has never forgiven us, the enemy keeps harassing us with condemnation, or whatever the thoughts may be, Father God, we recognize tonight what Satan's been doing. And tonight, Father God, in the light of the Word, we are going to put it to, the, put it to a stop. Would you say this after me in the congregation, every single one, even, even if it's not something that you're thinking of right now that applies to you in any particular area, but just for the sake of those who do need to say some things, let's all say this together right out loud. Say, Father God, I see the Word of God tonight. I see my answer tonight. I see where uh, I have allowed the enemy to harass my mind. I see my answer in what to do. Tonight, I put my foot down. I'm not entertaining those thoughts anymore. Satan, it's my mind. It's not your mind. My mind is not your playground. My mind has been redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have been given the tools to live in freedom in my mind. I take the Word of God tonight, and I answer you. Take your hands off my thought life. I answer these thoughts with the Word of God. It is written, and I take the Word, and I answer you. Get behind me. I, I bring my thoughts under control tonight, Lord. And I say to the thoughts, I replace you with the truths of God's Word. Hallelujah. I am free. Free from mental torment. Free from oppression. Free from Satan's reruns. And him keeping me worried and worked up. 
in Jesus' name. Tonight is the end of it. Hallelujah. I'm free, and I will stay free because I will hold the enemy in the arena of faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I receive that anointing oil on my head right now. Hallelujah. Father, under the authority of the name of Jesus, I re release my faith with every person who, who prayed that prayer because of a need they had in their life and their mind. I release my faith for that anointing that's on the Word to begin to work for them, freeing them from the harassing things that the enemy tries to get on the inside of them. I say, Satan, your days are over. They're walking in the light of the Word. And I agree, you're bound tonight. They're free tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we commit to walk in the light of what we were taught tonight. We commit to always take thoughts captive and uh, answer them and replace them with the truth, the truth of your word. Thank you for peace, peace where there's been trouble and torment. Thank you, Father, for liberty and victory in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and give him praise tonight. Lift your hands and give him praise tonight. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. You got something to sing here that would fit? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. There is peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love. Yes, hallelujah.
from this day on I'll not let the devil have his way I'm claiming peace I'm claiming peace oh my life here tonight you've been having trouble sleeping at night for one reason or another it might be something other than what I was talking about tonight but a lot of that time a lot of that kind of thing has to do with what I was talking about tonight if that's been you and you would like prayer you'd like somebody to lay hands on you that anointing is on me right now it's it's a tangible peace that I just almost could just fall asleep right here standing here and if you would like somebody to lay hands on you then come up here God wants to minister to you. God has answers for you. In the name of Jesus. I have compassion on people because I know what it's like. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for these precious ones that uh, have come tonight to receive their, 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 their need met, Father. Thank you so much for what's available to them and the anointing that's here tonight to break that yoke. Father, they committed earlier in the service to do their part. What they heard tonight, they're going to do that. But Father, we get, join our faith with them tonight and we lay our hands on them. And as we do, we minister that peace that enables her to sleep in Jesus' name. There it goes, sweetheart. My, 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 my. Oh, that go oh my shit's coming all over you. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you. The yoke is broken. The yoke is broken. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Teresa, Teresa, I just sense you come and give her a hug. Just hug her in the presence of God. That peace all over her tonight. That peace all over her tonight. Oh, my, my, my. She can just so strong, so strong, so strong. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for my dear sister. Satan, she is God's property, not your property. You take your hands off her sleep at night. She's committed tonight to walk in the light of the word she heard. I join my faith with her right now as I lay my hands on her for that anointing of peace that's in this room and on me strong tonight. As I lay my hands on her, it goes into her. 
causes her whole being to relax, to rest, to enter into that freedom from this torment, this vexation in Jesus' name. There goes, there goes, there goes the power of God, the power of God, sweetheart. That's all right. It's just the presence of God, honey. It's just the presence of God. She's all right. She's all right. In the name of Jesus. I minister God's peace to you, to you, honey, in the name of Jesus that allows you to sleep in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Devil, you take your hands off her mind. I speak freedom to her in Jesus' name. Mommy's okay. It's just the presence of God. She'll get back up, okay? She'll get back up. She's just in the presence of God, all right? Praise God. Hallelujah. Come here, Michelle. Give her a big hug. She wants, she needs, she needs a big hug in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Sweep over my spirit forever. Thank you, Jesus. In fathomless billows of the things that he taught me about this he taught me to to walk in this you have to forgive people you have to release them from the things they've done to you and if that's you tonight I don't want you to raise your hand you don't have to raise your hand I don't want you to embarrass yourself but I want you to just bow your head right where you are and do that in the name of Jesus Father God I release them you can just say that in your heart I release them from the wrong that they did to me in the name, I forgive them. I choose to forgive them. How I many of you know forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a choice? It's an act of faith. It's an act of faith. Amen. By forgiving, you're not saying that what they did was right. You're just simply saying, I'm going to cancel the debt they owe me. I release that. I forgive it. I cancel it. They owe me nothing. They don't even owe me an apology. I am free. I am free. I am free. <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a connection between unforgiveness and torment. But there's a connection between forgiveness and peace. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I'm glad I came tonight. There's such a tangible anointing in this room. By the way, I was thinking there's a... Do we have the Scripture CDs here tonight? Are the Scripture CDs still here? We have a Scripture CD called the, The Word on Rest and Peace. If this, it is back there. Good. It's available for you after service. Um, uh, how many do we have? I want to make them available free. I don't know if they're going to charge you, but tonight the blue light is flashing. <laughs> so I want to make them available. I hope we have enough if everybody wants one, gets one. Um, so we only have five. Ooh, you better quick, go quick. But, but I just want to get that in your hands. Sow it as a seed into your life. It's basically reading scriptures on peace and rest. And then piano music in the background. It's real soothing. We get so many. T- we get more testimonies out of that than anything else, I think. So that's available. And if we don't have enough tonight, maybe uh, we'll see you next time we get together or something. We'll bring some more. All right? 
That's the direction to my staff. I'm telling them that. So praise God. Thank you for coming. All right. Good to see everybody. Greet somebody as you go and uh, come out and fellowship with us. We've got a few snacks. We'd love to get to know you a little bit and and fellowship with you. So thank you for coming. Stay tuned about uh, the next meeting. Either we're going to have start church services uh, next month or we're going to have another monthly meeting. So stay tuned to the social media broadcast. All right. You're dismissed. That's saying. Hello, this is Pastor Debbie Eberly. It's so good to have you on our broadcast today. If you've been blessed by this ministry, we want to invite you to be a partner with us. We have Facebook at Eberly Ministries and also YouTube at Eberly Ministries. And be sure to like and share those with others. Our heart is to bring you into encounters with God, to empower you to always be victorious with the spirit of faith. Amen. Our website at everlyministries.org has different resources. One is the online archives. We have the Gym Vault, and it's an online repository of free audios, teachings. We have the Spirit of Faith Bible Training Center. If you just want to grow in faith or you've been called into the fivefold ministry, that would be a rich resource for you. The Faith to Faith blog, it's a powerful devotional uh, teaching by Pastor Jay and also online Spirit of Faith bookstore. Uh, If you're just interested in our products, our books, our CDs, our scripture CDs with music background, you can avail yourself of those. Uh, If you have a testimony or you need prayer, please use the contact form and message us and we'll rejoice with your testimonies and we'll pray for you. Amen. Uh, So we're so thankful for what God is doing on the earth today and through Jay Ministries. And on behalf of Pastor Jay, and the staff and the JM and Spirit of Faith family, we say thank you for all you do for the kingdom of God. God bless you.